highlights all day ladies and gentlemen you see the man on the screen we welcome in a man who reigns seven feet tall and is used to dunking on people whether it's on the court charles barkley in the studio or in your fantasy football draft <laughs> room this 14-year nba vet is an all-time leader in block shots at north carolina university an nba champion and most importantly he's my favorite person to go watch shoot free throws Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome in the man you see looking dapper on your TV screen, talking basketball for CBS, ESPN, and NBA TV, it is Brendan Haywood. What's going on, man? What's going on, man? Good to be here with you guys, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hey, we're pumped to have you, man. We are gigantic Wizards fans. Grew up, like, our the prime time of watching basketball was the, the big three era with you and, of course, Etan Thomas and all the great guys you guys had there. Uh, watching those highlights takes me back. Do you uh, do you miss your playing days at all, or are you kind of happily retired at this point? Uh, it's a little bit of both. You know, I, when I'm watching big-time playoff games, especially now that I call games, going to games, seeing that environment, that fire that the fans have, and feeling the energy of the building, I miss that. But, man, the hard work that goes into being an NBA player now that I'm 42 – I don't want any parts of that, and I'm happily retired. I don't like when I watch it, these guys; they put so much work into their games, into their bodies that, that I, I'm not at the point in my life where I could do that anymore. My knees couldn't take it. <laughs> Brendan, I, I got to be open and honest with you for a second. Uh, you are my you're my favorite person to watch you free throws because I used to adapt what you did, and I liked when you brought the elbow and tucked it in. Oh, the, the <laughs> elbow, the elbow lock. <laughs> yes, yes, I I mimicked that all the time on our Nerf hoop when we were kids. And I just, I said, if I ever talked to Brendan Haywood, I got to bring that up. Uh, how, how did you get introduced to the elbow lock? Man, a uh, guy by the name of Dave Hopler was a shooting instructor. And he noticed whenever I would shoot the basketball, I had been taught to shoot a bad form when I was a kid. So my elbow was always out. So he started telling me to lock my elbow in mentally. And I just started doing that. And that year, I shot a great percentage at the free throw line. But, man, it looked funny, man. So I stopped doing it. And my free throw percentage dropped. I should have done it my whole career. I loved it, man. I, I was sad when you stopped doing it. It was so unique. Um, like yeah. you said, became a really good free right. throw shooter with that. Um, but, of course, I mean, I could ask you a million Wizards questions. It's not an interview today. The one thing I, I do have to ask you before we get to fantasy football conversation, the Michael Ruffin play. <laughs> I have to ask you about it because it's the thing I remember the most, I think, uh, of anything. Uh, do you remember Do you remember that play? <laughs> man, Mike Ruffin is my guy, man. Don't do Mike Ruffin like that. Nah, I, I love, I love uh, Michael Ruffin. Yeah. I, re I remember that play. It's such a weird play. 
Um, Mo, Mo Peterson ends up hitting a three when Mike Ruffin tried to throw the ball up in the air, but the ball slips. It's a crazy play. Mm-hmm. And what most people don't realize is Mo Peterson didn't play at all until that moment in the game. And after he hit the three, they subbed him out right as if they went into overtime. Like that was like his only shot. But it was what? a weird moment, weird play where Mike Ruffin made an incredible mistake. And he's such a prideful man. That 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 kind of stuck with him for a couple of weeks. I mean, he didn't feel good about that one. Did did they tell him next time throw the ball at like away, not just up in the air? Nah, everybody understood, man. Mike Mike took it kind of hard, man. So it's one of those blooper plays, one of those plays that you see you're, you're going to see forever. Certain basketball plays live on forever on Twitter, YouTube. You, sometimes it's good stuff. Sometimes you live in infamy, and that's where Mike's going to have to live on this one. Yeah, the Mike's, underrated Mike's a- part of that play is Karan Butler is aware and just stands there and plays the best defense without fouling. And I just think it's a testament to how difficult that shot was by Mo Pete because he's missing that 99 out of 100 times. He He hadn't even played all game long. <laughs> Like Mo Pete hadn't played, came in the bench, just caught, came came off the bench, caught the ball, launched the three, and bam. So yeah, it, it's a it's one of the wildest finishes you're ever going to see to a basketball game, for sure. And uh, Michael Ruffin definitely was one of the hard nosed, hard working players. Wizards fans remember his ten rebounds were so scrappy, especially a guy that's playing the center position. A lot of times, a little undersized, uh, had a lot of heart. We could definitely see that on TV. But uh, Brendan Haywood, we brought you on here. Not to talk about your career in basketball. We talked we brought you on to talk about fantasy football. And oh, yeah. Big having fantasy the, football player. I'm an addict. Yeah, we go on Twitter and and I see you quote tweet fantasy pros and that you say you're doing a ton of leagues. And like this is one of the things we talk about on the show, like crazy is fantasy football. So I gotta ask you, when did you first get into fantasy football? Was when you were playing or was it when you retired? No, I actually got into it probably around my last year, like my second to last year in D.C. So I've probably been in the league like seven, eight years. And me and one of my friends, we used to just do a little weird thing where we would like just bet the lines of the games against each other every Sunday. And so he was like one day, he was like, hey, man, we should do something different this year. We should instead of just betting each other, we should just create a fantasy league and 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 see if we like that. So it started off with me and my best friend just wanting to compete with each other. And we just got some more people in it, and we, I just became addicted to it. Every Sunday, it just became something that I had to do. I love doing it. So probably I've probably been playing fantasy football since about 2009. So do you have a favorite format? Is it PPR? Is it Superflex? Tight end premiums? You got a favorite? Yeah, I, I, I love the standard PPR league. I've been in uh, tight end premium before, Superflex, Dynasty. Um all of them are fun, standard leagues. All of them are fun, but I think like the 12 team PPR, um, that's probably to me the the overall best setting. Yeah, it's, it's the classic PPR. I think it, it doesn't get too crazy with settings. I, right. I'm with you 100% on that. Have you done your research for these drafts this year yet? Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. This my, is leagues are comp- my leagues are competitive. I'm, my leagues are competitive. Me and my friends, we talk big shit. I don't know if we allowed to curse on here, but we talk, we talk that trash to each other. So, so um, like I'm, I'm ready. I've done my research. I got like my guys that I that I love up top. My mid round receivers. I know what my strategy is going to be. So yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for it. All right. Well, so I mean, if you're going to be talking big shit with your friends, then you got to talk the shit with us, and you got to tell us 
who are some of your favorite guys this year? Some sleepers or breakouts you got, maybe a bus you're avoiding in some drafts. Who are your some guys you're targeting this year? I don't think he wants to give it away to his I didn't, friends. I didn't hear you. I, I was saying No, uh, no, no, no. I didn't I didn't hear you broke up you broke up a little bit. What'd you say? I was saying so so you gotta talk the shit with us since you talk the shit with your friends. So you gotta tell us who are some breakouts or some sleepers or maybe some busts you're avoiding in fantasy drafts. Give us some of your guys this year. Um, this depends on where we're talking about in the draft. Early on, everybody knows guys like JT, Cooper Cup, Jefferson. Those are going to, Eckler, those are going to be big-time guys. I think you can get great value this year, late first round in Dalvin Cook. I think you mm. can get great value um, with Mixon in the late first round as well. If you want to go running back from a wide receiver standpoint, um, I think Diggs is a great value. I actually have Diggs over Jamar Chase just because I know what his workload's going to be. DeAndre Swift, that. I think is a – yeah. Yeah, I, I think I, I like DeAndre Swift in the top of the second round. Um, some guys I'm fading, um, fading Leonard Fournette didn't really like his conditioning, has a young hungry back on his heels. And when guys come into camp out of shape, sometimes that's not always the best thing in the world. So kind of fading Leonard Fournette right now. Um, who's somebody else I'm fading? Um, how do you, how do you listen, feel about James really, Conner? Man, I love the guy, love the guy, love the guys that tech. Say what? How do you feel about James Conner? I'm not drafting James Conner this year. <laughs> My man, yeah. I'm not drafting. I mean, James James Con- James Conner is very injury prone. Um, had a lot of soft tissue injuries, shoulder injuries, and then on top of that, the Cardinals have one of the worst offensive rushing lines in the league, and I think he's a can a major candidate for touchdown regression. Um, mm. I, I just I'm not a in the area that he goes. I'm not a fan. I take other guys. I want guys with higher upside or younger backs. Um, but you know, I'm also fading Nick Chubb for where he's going this year. I'm I'm not really a Nick Chubb guy. And then I, I'm higher on certain guys. I'm really high on Travis Atien. I'm really ch- high mm-hmm. on Brees Hall. So mm-hmm. some some of these guys um, I'm high on. I like AJ Brown. I think Baker Mayfield uh, is going to be really good for DJ Moore. He, I think he's going to be a value now in the third round. Very high on Mike Evans. I think Mike Evans should be could be a top seven-ish wide receiver this year. Like I think that with with uh, with Godwin going out, so there, there's some guys I like early on. Early on, the draft is really really thick this year. Yeah, so, Brendan, I know that you had mentioned it's kind of where you're picking, but do you have a strategy? Like, are you somebody that takes a QB early? Do you wait until the later rounds? Do you take a tight end early? Do you stack running backs in the first couple rounds and go receiver? Yeah, I, I normally like to be a late QB guy. Um, I'm not going to wait like the 10th or 12th round, but I don't want to be the guy, the first guy taking the QB. Um, you know, I, I like to be somewhere, you know, that's anywhere from about that sixth to ninth round, uh, depending on what league I'm in. I like to get jump in and get the value there. So I'm more of a late QB guy. And then every year just kind of differs for what my strategy is going to be. And th- this year I see a ton of really good running backs early. So I want to get two of my first three picks. I'd love to get backs, then get a power wide receiver. And then I like to hammer in this year's draft. I want to hammer out wide receivers throughout the middle of the draft because it is chock full of guys that are wide receiver twos with wide receiver one upside. That's right. They call it right now the running back dead zone because you want to avoid running backs there and you want to try to draft wide receivers. And one player in that range, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on Brendan is Michael Pittman Jr. who has been kind of one of the, the rising stars in the fantasy football communities 
entering year three. And he actually was third in routes run per drop back only behind Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase last year. Fourth in contested catches, eighth in target share from weeks 13 through 18. And 88 catches for over a thousand yards and six touchdowns may not seem glamorous, but he did that with Carson Wentz. And now you have Matt Ryan coming in there, who's definitely a step up and he's good at hyper-targeting alpha wide receivers. Do you think Michael Pittman could be a back-end wide receiver one this year? Um, I like I like Michael Pittman, but I kind of never end up drafting him for where he goes because there's other guys that I like so much more than Michael Pittman. Um, I think he's a very good wide receiver. I'm not sure with the, with the Colts being more so run-dominant, everything being built around JT, like Michael Pittman goes in the area where DJ Moore goes. So late third, that late third. So I'd be looking at DJ Moore or I like guys higher upside. I, I might take somebody like Mike Williams over him. Brent, mm-hmm. I like Brandon Cooks over Michael Pittman, Terry McLaurin. Mm-hmm. Um, like, so there's, there's, there's nothing wrong with Michael Pittman. He just in the area that he goes, I probably like four or five guys better than him. So Brendan, you're on Twitter. What do you guys, what do you, what do you, what do you guys think? What do you guys think about him? You guys are the experts. <laughs> I have Michael Pittman, right? I have to pull up my rankings right now. I have him as a high end wide receiver too. I have him, I think it's like wide receiver 15. And just for the, like we talked about, like I was saying, he he's already on the field a ton. Third and rounds run per drop back. Had over a thousand yards last year with Carson Wentz. And they were actually, the Colts were the 29th team out of 30 teams in, pa- or in 32 teams in pass play rate and 27th in pass attempts. So they basically were not, they were at the bottom of every kind of passing attempt statistic. So I think they're going to step that up a little bit more with Matt Ryan being a capable quarterback. And that's going to allow Pittman to be able to get maybe closer to like 12 or 1300 yards. Maybe he gets eight or nine touchdowns and that definitely could put him as a wide receiver one. I I think he can get there. He's one of my breakouts this year for sure. But um, there there's another I player. I could definitely I could definitely see it though. There's so, a, a couple others I wanted to real quick ask you about that are kind of trending around here. Another player that's kind of talked about a lot is Aaron Jones, who is already you know ranked up decently high, but some have have him as a locked top five running back this year. Considering only last year he had only seven finishes inside the top ten, he was six in receptions and seventh in running back targets. But they say when a number one alpha wide receiver leaves a team, most of the percentage of targets will actually go to the running back instead of being split to the, the wide receivers. Those passes will get funneled to the running back, mostly with some of the others splitting less percentage of it. What are your thoughts on Aaron Jones and what his upside could be? Uh-oh. Yeah, <laughs> Who's Brendan? yeah like uh, right when you started, his thing started circling around. Oh no! That's why we didn't do it live. Yeah. The thing that sucks is this is going to be a bitch to edit. Yeah. Um, we got to ask him about Gabe Davis. Yeah, yeah, I I wanted to ask him about specific players, just to like one show him that uh, that like oh he's back. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, lost you for a second. Can you hear us now? Oh, man. Crystal clear, man. I had to get off the iPad, get, get do it old school, go on the phone. Man. <laughs> All good. Um, it's good we're not doing it live because I can just clip it and cut it, so that's perfect. Um, okay, cool, cool. And you said, what were you saying about the top five running back? So I was saying Aaron Jones, 
people are saying he can be a top five running back this year because you look at his that fact that he only had seven finishes inside the top ten last year, but he was sixth in running back receptions, seventh in targets. And they say when a number one alpha like Devontae Adams goes, that target share, you may think it's going to be split between the wide receivers, but they say most of that split actually goes to the running back in most cases. So his running back target share could go up even if A.J. Dillon gets more carries. What are your thoughts on Aaron Jones? Do you think he could take a leap to, I mean, not even a leap. He's been a top five running back two of the last three years, but is he slept on a little bit this year? I think he's properly priced because there's a lot of risk. Because right now we're speculating on, okay, a small sample size of what we saw with him without Devontae Adams, and if that's the route that they're going to go. There's also a realm where A.J. Dillon gets more work, and I had Aaron Jones last year, and it was very frustrating to own him down the stretch because when the team was winning, he wasn't doing as well because they were hammering the ball down the stretch of games. They were up. Their defense is going to be even better than it was last year. So I think he's properly priced. I have no problem with somebody taking Aaron Jones where he's going in the second round, especially if you get a running back before him and he's more of your running back too. But when the Packers do well, look for Aaron Jones to do poorly in second halves of those games. Because when they're up in the fourth quarter, that's A.J. Dillon time. And we can Mm -hmm. actually see A.J. Dillon actually get more of the red zone work as well. Like if if you had either one of these guys down the stretch last year, you understood that there was no guaranteed touch for your back. It was like, hey, whoever was in there, that's who was going to get the touch. So I think Aaron Jones is properly priced because there's risk. As much with Devontae Adams leaving, that creates a big-time passing window. But at the same time, if A.J. Dillon takes over more of the red zone work, what could, that, that could actually mean a problem for Aaron Jones as well. It's interesting. A year after having 16 rushing touchdowns, he regresses to four. And maybe what, that's what we see similar to James Conner this year, as you referenced earlier. Brennan, I got to ask you, because you're on Twitter and you pay okay. attention to fantasy football, the guy that has probably talked about the most this offseason is Gabe Davis after mm-hmm. his eight-catch, 201-yard, four-touchdown game against the Chiefs. Now there's pro-team Gabe Davis and there's anti-team Gabe Davis at his wide receiver ADP, 25. Where are you? Oh, uh, man, I'm anti. I'm anti. Uh, I Like I said, um, I forgot who says this on Twitter, but I, they don't hate players. They hate ADPs. I just look at, I forget one of the fantasy guys says that I forgot I follow all of them. And so Gabe Davis, he has a ton of potential, but we have no idea what that's going to be. Like I understood he had an incredible game against the chiefs. But if you look, if you look back the couple the game before that, like, I'm not sure if like, Oh my God, he was killing before that like when they played the Patriots. Um, so like there's, it's just so iffy, and I understand that he has a, a chance to step into a major role. But AJ, Dill- not AJ Dillon, but um, Gabe Davis, he normally goes where around what about the seventh, sixth, seventh round? Around there, yeah, I think man, right around there. Man, man, there's a lot of big time wide receivers going to that area that you know their role or that have probably a little bit higher upside. Like, are you going to take Gabe Davis or Drake London? I'll probably I'll, take I'll, Drake. With- I'll, I'll take Drake London. Huh? I'm gonna go with the upside of Drake. Drake, I'm gonna go with the upside of Drake London. Mm-hmm. Like that, like that's the area where he's, where he's in. Or are you gonna go with Gabe Davis or Rashad Bateman? Bateman. That was a, that was a question the other on the other day I saw, and I actually have Bateman higher too. Uh, Rashad, uh, let me see. Gabe Davis. I like how he's asking us the questions now. <laughs> no, no, no. Be, I mean, be, because these are like Gabe Davis or Allen Robinson. Oh, Allen Robinson. Easy. Yeah, I'll take Allen Robinson. So, 
that's the problem with me. Gabe Davis goes in an area where I'm like, I like him, but there's so many other guys in that area that I feel a lot more confident in. Ren, I got to say, man, you are really into fantasy football. I figured you were, but it's really cool actually having these conversations with you and just seeing how much you're into it. Uh, it's pretty awesome, I have to say. I got to ask my wife, you Tell something. my wife that. Tell my wife that. She doesn't believe that it's awesome. She, be- I- she believes I have a problem, a sickness. Like The other day, she called me was like, oh, my God, Kevin Hart's coming to Charlotte, and we should go get some tickets. I quickly went to the phone. I'm like, nah, babe, that, that's September 11th. That's a, that's a Sunday. Matter of fact, I think that's the first Sunday of the NFL season. I'm not going. So, like, she she's like, I can't believe you. So, my wife hates that I love fantasy football this much. Well, what you have to do is when you when you have winnings, you take her out to dinner, you buy her something. So, you know, the, the habit you have is benefiting her. And she don't care. <laughs> my wife's the same way. So, I, I, I totally get that. Um, a couple questions I want to ask you. Obviously, we talked about some players. I got to ask you, are there certain podcasts that are your go-tos when you're listening for fantasy information? Uh, yeah. Um, uh, I listen to JJ Zacharyson. Oh, he's, I think he's, he's really good. He gives the you best. a lot of really good, good info, crunches numbers. Um, uh, Podfather, I listen to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? Uh, Hopefully now triple play fantasy maybe makes the rotation. Tri- tri- triple. I'm going to, I just followed you guys the other day. Um, I'm trying to think who else do I listen to? I, I can't, I don't know why I can't think of these podcasts. I listen to the them all the time. I have to fantasy footballers. Post. You listen to them? Not as I used to, but not as much. Um, what's the guys from CBS? Oh, fantasy football today. Those guys are awesome. Fantasy football today. I, so I normally fantasy football today, JJ Zacharyson, Podfather. I normally stay in those. Those are probably my three top ones. Uh, good podcasts for sure. Rotation. Uh, I got to ask you also, have you ever heard of the Scott Fishbowl? Yes, I, I hear people talk about it, but then they have all these weird ass rules, so it's hard for me to figure out what's going on in, the, in that league. So there's already one NBA player, former NBA player that's in it, Shane Battier, and he's a big fantasy football guy. He's he speaks at like the Potathon every year, and oh, wow. uh, and he's a big part of it. I'm sure Scott Fish would love to have you. All the the stuff goes to charity, and I think this year's gonna be three thousand people competing. And yeah, uh, somebody somebody just has to explain to me how it works because like. I see all different types of rules, different formats. Like it's it's yeah. not a regular format that I'm used to playing. So I would love to get in it. I just don't really know how it works. Yeah. So pretty much the synopsis, and I know I'll miss a couple things, and I'll I'll definitely like I'll DM you like the full list. But right. it's pretty much it's like a super flex league, third round reversal. So what basically what happens is you know you go your snake draft where you do first through twelve, and then you go twelve to twenty four. And then at the instead of the twenty fourth picking twice, that second pick goes back to the beginning, and they get their pick. If that makes sense, mm. so it's okay, basically it basically helps even it out. So that way, whoever picks earlier in the draft doesn't have as much an advantage over people that pick later in the draft. Right. Um, and then it's negatives it's, uh, for points or for sacks for quarterbacks incompletions. So. Yeah, so it's if a quarterback is an inc- is a very inaccurate quarterback, they'll actually lose points. So 66% completion percentage and above, you want those guys or you want guys that are rushing. Right. So guys that throw a lot of picks are inaccurate, you don't <laughs> obviously you wouldn't want. Uh, it's definitely like a weird set of rules. Kickers have more points this year, but he changes the hmm. scoring every year. That's what makes it really interesting. Yeah, I got to check it out. But I, I hear a lot about it. 
every podcast talks about the Scott Fish Bowl. It's obviously a big thing. I just, when they start talking about all these different draft rules and stuff, I'm like, man, I don't really understand this league. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll definitely, when we're done, I'll send you the, the full list of like basically what the rule outline is. And if you're interested, I can even just DM Scott Fish and just, I'm sure he would love to have you be a part of it. There's a hundred right. spots left, so we got to make that push to get you in. All right, man. Listen, well, <laughs> well, listen. Hey, make, make 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 the push. Get your boy in there, and then y'all, I'm yeah. gonna have y'all help help me draft it. I, I don't, I'm not familiar with that format. You uh, know what we can do is we'll do like a live draft party, and we'll just all draft our. I think it's like July 11th is is when the drafts start. Uh, so we'll just do like a draft party. Be like Brendan Haywood's on the clock. See if you pick. It's, it's pretty dope. Um, okay. Uh. But yeah, Doc, I know there was a couple other questions we want to ask before we we uh, let him go. I don't want to hold him up too long here. So you've been playing fantasy football for a while, and we all have that one loss that stings with us that we never forget. What's yours? Uh, man, I was in the playoffs, and I want to say I was up like 80-something points going into Monday night with Des Bryant to play. And this was... Des obviously was one of the Cowboys. So Des scores a touchdown early. I think I'm going to win this walking away. And the guy that I'm playing has like every single Bears player. So he has Jay Cut, like I think it's Jay Cutler, Matt Forte, the kicker, Alshon Jeffrey. So it looks like, oh, there's no way he's going to get all these points. But that was the game where it was a Monday night game and the Bears didn't punt all game long. So he got, he had the kicker too. So he got points every single possession and he walked me down and it was like bad des bryant didn't score like after the first quarter and i lost that game in the playoffs i was like i cannot believe i cannot i cannot believe that and the other one that haunts me is date myself back when i had calvin what i have did i have calvin johnson yes i have megatron remember that one year where they played in philly and calvin and they couldn't throw the ball and it was like a big snowstorm yeah and LaShawn McCoy went the hell off. So I had Calvin Johnson. And the other guy had LaShawn McCoy. So my best player couldn't score anything. And LaShawn McCoy had like four touchdowns. And I'm just like, this is so unfair. Like half my team's caught in a blizzard. It's like a huge blizzard on the East Coast. It was crazy. Oof. Those are oh, pretty man. bad losses. That that Bears one, I actually felt like I, I felt like I lost that just listening. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got to ask too. I mean, I know you play with your friends. Do you play with any former teammates? Uh, let me see. I've had some some leagues with some guys that um, we had. We did. I do a, not former teammates, but guys that I played in the league with. I was in, in a league with Ryan Holland, Udonis um, mm. Haslam. Uh, who else was in that league? Did you play with Kenny Thomas? He's big into fantasy bat or fantasy did, football did, too. Didn't know that. Now I didn't. Kenny not Kenny Thomas. Uh, Julius Peppers is in my list. That's football, but Julius Peppers is in the league. That's cool. Um, Quentin Richardson. So I, I haven't like a lot of my team. Oh, Brandon, my former teammate, Brandon Wright. Me, how am I forget that? I'm in Brandon Wright uh, to play the Carolina. I'm in his. I'm in his dynasty league. We talk every day. <laughs> He's gonna be so offended that I forgot that I'm actually in his league. Like his league, they talk a lot of trash too. But so yeah, so me and Brandon Wright were in the league as well. We should have asked because we've had Steve Buckhans and Antonio Daniels on before. We've been to ask them. I don't think we didn't ask them if they did. I don't think either of them. No, nah, they didn't back in the day. If they if, if they would have, I would have known. So they didn't back when uh, I was a part of the Wizards. They neither one of those guys played fantasy football. Yeah, I, they're missing out, man. They're missing out. Um, yeah. But 
Brennan, I don't want to keep you here too long, so we're going to wrap up with a little triple play staple here. It's it's rapid fire. Okay. So I'm going to ask right. you some some weird questions, some basketball-related, some non-basketball-related. It's just the first one that comes to your mind. You game? Let's go. Shoot. All right. All right. First question. Wear green every day for the rest of your life, or you got to eat 10 live spiders? Wear green. All right. Easy. All right. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? No. <laughs> crab dribble or crab dip? Crab dip. I like crab dip. <laughs> Wizards gold uniforms are blank. Fire. What? what? I knew you were yes. going to say that. You the like gold that? and black? The gold yeah. and black? Oh, I love them uniforms, man. They're fire. I was there the day uh, that you guys unveiled them at like the at the little uh, ceremony. And I, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, the, the golden black, the golden black fire had some good games in those. I like those. I was okay, going to say, good. is it because we showed you that big dunk against the Sixers when you're wearing the golden yeah. black? <laughs> yeah, man. I had some really good games in those. I like those uniforms. I love it. Uh, Brendan Haywood goes to the line and shoots 10 free throws right now. What are you shooting? 50 mm, 50, because I ain't picked up a ball in five years. <laughs> is the elbow going to be in or out? Elbow got to be tucked in. I haven't picked up in the ball in a long time. I'm like Anthony Davis. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, fantasy football or fantasy basketball? Oh, fantasy football. Hey, did you play fantasy basketball at all? No. Oh, you have to. It, it's a lot. No. It's a big commitment. It's I, it's a, like like I, I have some friends that do it, and there's so much turnover every day. I'm like, nah, mm-hmm. I'm good. I got a two year old. <laughs> no. <laughs> Who do you feel? What do you feel worse for? A Karan Butler straw or a Stephen Curry mouth guard? Mm. Karan Butler straw. He used to kill that straw, man. <laughs> he did. I, it, it, I, at least the mouth guard gets a little bit of a break. It's on the front teeth. Like Karan had that straw. He'd be on the back of his teeth, man. Like, yo, you don't want to just chew like some gum? Like, we got gum <laughs> over there, fam. But hey, it is what it is. He eats his own. He used to, it was That's, because he used to drink so much Mountain Dew, right? That that was his way of uh, getting off of it, right? Man, I have no idea, but that's my guy, Tough Juice, man. If he likes straws, I like straws. He's He was the man. I loved watching him play. Yeah. Uh, rip your pants on set or accidentally drop an F-bomb on TV? Uh, I'll rip my pants, man. If I drop an F-bomb, then I got to deal with my mom, man. So my mom, <laughs> she, 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 would be, she would be so disappointed in me if I did that. So I'll rip my pants. All right, last one for you. You, I feel like you had half your career with a headband and the other half without a headband. What do you prefer? Got to go headband. Head, headband Haywood won a championship, so I got to go with the headband. Wait, I, I, I love got it. one more. Got to gotta love, gotta love how I talk about myself in the third person. Headband <laughs> got to love it. You might be the only person that wore double zero and regular zero. Which one are you picking? I never wore regular zero. You didn't wear regular zero? I thought he wore double zero and 33. And 33. I thought you See, had I, zero also. I never I never had zero, but I sold zero to Gilbert Arenas because back then you couldn't wear double zero and zero. It was a weird NBA rule. So when he went wow. to the team, I had to sell him my number. Because <laughs> you could you could for some strange reason you couldn't have so they couldn't have zero and double zero. It was something about when they would call fouls, it would confuse the people at the scores table. I but that was the role. So yeah, I never wore zero. My first number was three, sold that to Juan Dixon, came back, wore double zero, sold that to Gilbert Arenas, and then I ended up with thirty-three. You made a nice profit off of selling numbers. <laughs> oh, especially when I sold it to Gilbert Arenas. Gilbert had <laughs> Gilbert had a little bit more money than Juan. <laughs> 
I love it, man. Brennan Haywood, 14-year NBA pro. You see him. Hey, I got. I got a quick question for you guys, though. Yeah, of course. Yeah. At my home league, I got the number one pick. Do I go JT or do I go CMC now that Baker Mayfield's there? This is PPR, right? PPR. Do I go? Do I take the safety of C of, of JT or do I go upside of CMC? I go JT, but I don't hate the idea of taking Justin Jefferson number one. Nah, that's mm. being so that's that's being tricky, Doc. Um, mm. I don't know. You get a lot of good running back, a lot of good running back value in a two three turn. I feel it. I think if it's between those two, I gotta go the safe route and go JT. But I can't hate if you take CMC. I just think two big injuries over the last two years with the number one pick, it's hard to invest that type of capital with a guy that hasn't stayed healthy. You also then have to reach for Chuba Hubbard as a handcuff. There, I mean, might there's no Deont- might, might even be Deontay Foreman. It, it'll probably be Deontay Foreman, I think. I think you're with see Brennan, Brennan, you are plugged in, man. This is this is I hope we can do this again sometime because this has actually the, been the, one the of my pan- favorite. Pan- Panthers GM lives in my neighborhood. So I know everything about the Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> I Brennan, live in Charlotte, man. man. I can't tell you how much we appreciate, not just because we've watched you play and, and just enjoyed watching you in the NBA, but talking fantasy football with you has been a real treat for us. So thank you so much, man. We, we appreciate it. Anytime. appreciate you guys for having me. I'm going JT number one. And if I lose my league and that pick doesn't work out or CMC's better, I'm, I'm talking trash to y'all on Twitter for the rest of the time. I'm just, it's going to be straight slander every time. If I lose my lead because of this pick, it's going to be straight slander every time y'all post. You know All right, what? Well, wait. We'll, we'll do what you did at North Carolina and we'll block. Oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Hold on, wait. Before you go, I got to say, there's one player I'm going to stick my name to right now as a later round pick mm-hmm. that I, I think if you draft him and he does something for your team, we got to do something like a live draft party, like next next year. Like we fly into Charlotte and we do like a live draft party or something. One of the guys that's getting slept on right now, Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones, Brendan Haywood. He's. I, I know. I know the fumbles are there. He's going to be the best running back in Kansas City this year. I have a hard time trusting Ronald Jones because he has the trifecta of demons for a running back. He can't pass protect, he can't catch, and he fumbles. If you can't protect Mahomes, you can't protect the ball, and you can't be his safety valve, I just feel at some point you're going to lose that job. He's going to be the first and second down back, and CEH will be more pass catching, but he averages over five yards per carry in his career. He's going to a new head coach that he's not yeah. in Bruce Arians' doghouse anymore, and I think he's one, he's getting him at like pick 124, so he doesn't hurt you at that point really like he's like a 10th or 11th round pick he's somebody that i think could be a potential like i don't want to say he's a league winner but this year i'm I'm taking him as much as i can him and sky Moore. i'm a big chiefs fan those have been the two biggest most amount of chiefs i've been drafting this year i can i can see it so ronald jones is on the clock and damian pierce is on the clock from the houston texans who you taking taking rojo taking rojo what about the guy from the rookie from atlanta tyler algier Algiers, yeah. I'm still going Rojo. I mean, that offense in in, uh, Atlanta is is going to be awful. Hey man, I'm just I'm just throwing stuff out there. I'm just I'm I'm a roll with you. So late in the draft, I'm gonna take Rojo, and if it works, I'm gonna give you guys praise. And if it doesn't, I'm gonna tell my friends it's y'all fault. If it works, we're flying down there for a a draft day party next year. Oh, for sure. We should do like a draft day party in like Vegas. That's that's my big thing. 
me, all my friends, we go out to Vegas, rent like a mega suite, and have like a huge draft day party. Let's do it big, man. We're going to do it. Let's do it big. Brenda, I'm, I'm, I'm already making money. the reservations right now. When this is going to happen. I love it. I love it. Go big or go home. Rojo and Sky Moore, both of those. Take those guys later on, Brendan, and then we, uh, we're we going to party with uh, the winnings next year. All right, that's the plan, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Right. Appreciate it, fellas. Thanks, Brendan. See ya. All right.